What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Wait a minute. What are you doing looking at my house, you pervert peeping Tom? Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. Guess what? New episode now. Hey, we've got Mike Davenport from the Marvel Universe Online Project who hates the 1985 action movie Rambo First Blood Part 2. That's right, he hates Stallone shooting Vietnamese and shooting the Russians. Before we get into it, we've got a live show. March 26th, Carasotis Theater in Secaucus, New Jersey. 10 to 15 minutes outside of Manhattan. Get your tickets at eventbrite.com and then look for Gutting the Sacred Cow. Patreon.com and look for Gutting the Sacred Cow. Why? Because we now do our blogs there. So, few bucks a month and you get to see Kevin and I do some repartee. And now, without further ado, here's Mike Davenport shooting an explosive arrow into the chest of Rambo First Blood Part 2. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. Here we go, boys. Three, two, one. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. Moose out front should have told you so. Kevin Kevin Israel, name that film. I had a couple rough weeks, so you're just laying it up for me. Really? (laughs) Vacation. There you go. (laughs) Which I would argue, least I would argue that Mm -hmm. in our discussion of sequels that are actually better than the originals, Christmas Vacation is better than the original Vacation. I am not going to shit on you. I disagree uh, because there there is nudity in Vacation and there is not a Christmas Vacation. No, uh, this is good. Don't get me wrong. I think they're, I I call them six and one half dozen. I'm not going to shit on your point. I just don't agree with it. That's fine. But that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And we're allowed to do that once in a while. We we agreed. 87.5% 87.5% of the oh, time out of the shit. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel. Hey, we're back. How are you? And this time from Kevin Goatee's fatherland is joining Mike Davenport. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? I am doing good, you fellas. I'm doing real good. I'm excited to go ahead and uh, get at this sacred cow. <laughs> yeah, and truly, it didn't take long again because we like to have our guests have a few options because some of them were like, ah, no one's going to give a shit. Mike said, Rambo 2. I said, done and done. Rambo part two, as I just said, is Mike's choice, which came out in 1985, a great year for film, I might say. Budget at the time, 
$25 million, a gross of $300 million. <laughs> 2022 money, $66.1 million budget, $794.3 million. This was an MCU movie. I was, Joel, how apropos with uh, with Mike on hand here, especially if you folks watching can see his, uh, his background is just fucking impressive. Although I do question your choice of hanging X-Men Apocalypse movie poster in the background. That film is fucking trash. I, I do that to remind myself of how bad it can get. <laughs> and then and then they made Dark Phoenix, which it got yes, worse. Worse. I do that to remind myself that's how bad it can get. <laughs> As we've learned through this podcast, Kevin Israel, those X-Men movies, sans, except for First Class and Days of Future Past, don't fucking hold up at all. No. no, yeah, it's a it's a rough go with the X Men, especially since I loved them all so much. Well, and I was just convincing. I was just convincing myself every time I watched them. I was like, "This is good. This is good." And then on rewatch, you realize, not me. I, I, I said X Three was trash from day one, and I was right. Not that I'm going on a limb by that one, but X Men One surprised us. X Men Two has a few warts, but stills holding on. Honestly, honestly, I, the, the whole franchise could never really get rid of Brian Singer's stink. He had some, he had some, he had issues, he had issues with the source material and, and it showed. Are you yeah. sure you're not related to Task, our other, our resident X Men <laughs> basher? On, uh, oh, on oh me, me and Task, me and Task go, go way back. <laughs> I, I bet. I mean, the two of you are like fucking Tango and Cash when it comes to hating the X Men films. Oh, because it could have been so much better, and it wasn't. Uh, yeah. I don't. Know, I like. I, I still love First Class and Days of Future Past. But we're not we'll here to talk about Mike that. and Task on for like a a joint X Men bashing episode. <laughs> there, there, are, there are only two left that will I will allow, and that is First Class and Days of Future Past. So yes. if you hate those, Holly Oxen free. Let's talk Rambo. Uh, Let's as talk we all Rambo. know, as we all know, IMDb is a score of one through ten with decimal points. Mike, what do you think? Rambo Part Two scored on the old INDB one through ten with decimal points and no cheating. Oh, I would say a ten. I would say a, no. I'd say about a, a six point five. Kevin Israel, seven one. One of you is dead nuts on. Has won two showcases on the prices right, and that is not Kevin Israel. It's God. Mike Davenport, <laughs> six point five on the wow. fucking nose. And I you. No hands, baby. Yeah. No hands. <laughs> yeah, comes I, I was watching. Thunder. No yeah. hands, baby. <laughs> can Kevin Israel? Well, he didn't have. He wasn't that far up. But can Kevin Israel answer back? Kevin Israel, Rotten Tomatoes, one through one hundred critics score. Rambo Part Two. I feel like the critics probably brutalized this movie a little bit, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say a fifty-eight. How about you, Mike? Mm, I, I, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a nostalgia swing, and I'm gonna say it a little higher than that. I, I give it about a sixty something in the sixty range. Yeah, we need a we need a specific number. Oh now. man, okay, okay, uh, uh, 65. sixty-five, sixty-five. Uh, survey says thirty-three. Wow, oh, wow, <laughs> they went wow, they went, they went all Scotty Pippen on this one. Yeah. Wow. They nostalgia meant nothing. Well, doesn't mean they didn't bomb it from jump. Audience <laughs> score, Mike. Now it's your turn to see if you can go two for two and nailing on the nose. Audience Rotten Tomato score. Again, one through 100. 
audience score probably probably higher than critic score i definitely say they probably gave it a good i'm gonna go back with 65 kevin israel i'm gonna go back with 71 i'm gonna say you're both wrong at 60 percent oh i was close i was close all right (laughs) horseshoes and hand grenades horseshoes and hand grenades five (laughs) fun facts Five fun facts, 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 five fun facts. Uh, I'm not going to make you guess this. Sylvester Stallone did four hours of training a day for eight months for this film, and also, most likely, enough steroids that would make Bane and Captain America send shivers up their fucking buttholes. And it's funny because in the original First Blood, he was in shape, but he wasn't, he didn't look like he was a bodybuilder. It was like, he was in prison. How did he get in such great shape? (laughs) And then he took the same amount of cocktail steroids he most likely did and made Rocky Four. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because that was, I think, 87 that came out by memory serves. Number two, Stallone vetoed a ton of James Cameron's script, like, Number one, Rambo was found in a mental hospital by Troutman. That got voted out. But James Cameron recycled that idea for what movie? Terminator 2. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Stallone us also cut out most of the backstory of the POWs. And he said, quote, after my version was slayed, it felt like Rambo was going in the jungle for a six pack. <laughs> Cameron is also quick to point out he did the action scenes and Stallone did the politics. Also, Stallone vetoed. Wow. Get ready for this one. This this one's going to make you go, holy shit. I would have loved to see this movie. Rambo had almost, almost had a techie sidekick. Want to take a stab who that was? And I'll give you a hint. The kid. Late, I, I don't even I don't even want the hint. <laughs> who, who are you going to say? The kid from Indiana Jones? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, not short, short round. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Would, I would have that framed on every room in my house. No. Oh my. Oh how about my you? God. How about you, Mike? Want to take a guess, or do you want the hint? Uh, give Give me the hint. He was huge in the seventies, dead in the eighties, big in the nineties and two thousands to a degree. Oh wow! Um, Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> John Travolta. Uh, John Travolta is right. Travolta? No way. What? Yes. what? <laughs> John Travolta. Yep. Holy what crap. was that going to be like? Amazing. <laughs> That's what. Well, he got vetoed because the sidekick would have had more witty dialogue than Stallone. Lastly, it took more. more. Well, that would suggest there was any. Yeah. Right. I mean, what had less dialogue, Terminator 1 or this film? <laughs> well, also, it took 30 to 40 minutes to get to any of the action in the original script. So there you go. That's just that's just fun fact number two. I got so excited reading all that. <laughs> I got so excited. I go, oh, I don't give a shit. We're going way over. Number three, oh. when uh, when Murdoch starts going over Rambo's bio, he said Rambo has killed fifty nine people while in Vietnam. How many people did he kill in First Blood Part Two? Take a guess. Oh, there's actually there is a number. There oh. is a number. Uh, I would say eight. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the body count was that high. I'm going to go a little higher, eleven. 74 guys what the fuck is wrong with you what? where did he kill all these people he wiped out a vietnamese force and russian mercenaries wait wait, wait. 
Wait, are you saying? Wait, I missed it. In Did you say part blood. three? Two, part two. Oh, to, oh yeah, he he murdered oh, a, oh, he murdered a I small was, town in part two. Yeah. I thought we were saying first. Yeah, one. Oh, one. No. yeah, I thought part part, part one. So, yeah. He killed more people in two days than it did the entire time <laughs> in his career. career. Than the yeah, goddamn, it was like a video game. Than the goddamn Ted Offensive. Uh, when Ram, when Co dies, the the woman Rambo screams no three times, and then the test audience laughs so hard that they cut that scene. Want to want to know a bunch of how money hungry people were working in the licensing department? I'll tell you, they were selling real Rambo survival knives, 15 inches long with a, including the 10 inch blade. Fantastic. Oh, one of my friends, one of my friends back in high school actually bought one. I did too. (laughs) I had one. I I bought it in Spain when I bought a katana sword when I was 17 years old on my high school trip (laughs) to Spain. I I also had one. Yeah. You know why? Because we're fucking men. (laughs) You hear that? You pussies. You know what I did with it? That's what? Nothing. <laughs> oh, you know what I did with it? I threw mine into a tree and it stuck. It went in so deep, but I can never get it because it's so the weight distribution is so off. Yeah, yeah. it's so off. Uh, quotes Rambo, what mean expendable? <laughs> How do you not drop that one? And the obvious Murdoch, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Israel, there, there, I left you one out there. I left you one big one out there, so you can take that one if you wish. Um, I, I I don't know what the big one is. I, the, the, I know the big one. There was there was one that stood out to me. Right. What you choose what you choose to call hell, he calls home. Right, that's one of them. Actually, I have two. That, that's the other one. Mike, and there was there was oh. another one. Oh, did I not write it down about war? He says something really cheesy He's, about war. He said, "He says, oh, to, to, win, to, win, to win a war, win you need to, to become, become war. War. That's yeah. <laughs> or the bonus, uh, lone wolf calling night dead. Lone wolf calling night <laughs> dead. That's <laughs> such colorful terms. <laughs> Man, uh, any other quotes, guys? Any of Mike, Kevin? Any other, any other quotes out there for you? Do we get to win this one this time? Yeah. <laughs> Great. And now it's time for the audience to get their fill in and ask my questions by Ask a Gutter. Ask a Gutter. You gotta ask a Gutter. We're gonna start off first with Eric at Eric4953. I'll be listening. I hope there'll be Wolf's Den the Dragonfly references. You bet your ass, Eric. I took care of that. How could you not love Murdoch? I'm coming for you. What was better? Here's the question. What was better? Rambo's explosive arrows or Bo and Luke Duke's dynamite arrows? Oh, definitely. Definitely the Bo and Luke explosive dynamite arrows. I got to I got to go with Rambo because he actually killed people with those yes. arrows. I feel like the Duke boys never actually killed. <laughs> oh, them. yeah, yeah. They shot those around Daisy Duke's pussy just for entertainment. Like Israel said, <laughs> he he shot an explosive arrow into the chest of a commanding officer, and we watched him evaporate. <laughs> right, not even close. Next question, same from same guy, Eric four nine five three. How much hair product was used on Stallone's head, and how big of a hole in the ozone did that create? <laughs> they had to make sure he wasn't in the same scene with any fires. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, his that hair could, was amazing. That could end up like Michael Jackson in the Pepsi commercial in the 80s, right? Holy shit. That's a reference. <laughs> Our old pal at Xyphos, my question is, which movie had the more homoerotic scene in it? Top Gun's oiled-up dudes playing volleyball or the oiled-up intimacy of Rambo gearing up for a mission? Top Gun. Without a question. That's definitely Top Gun. Guys, they're playing jeans definitely. and fucking volleyball. Uh, so playing volleyball yes. and fucking jeans. I can't and with and with their hands wrapped. Yeah. And and what song did they got they choose oh. playing with the boys? What was that? <laughs> yeah. That, that was gay. That, that was gay even in the eighties. Oh, I if mean you didn't if you as a if you as a person didn't play volleyball at some point and play that song while you were yes. playing volleyball, you just you're not living life right. The only thing missing <laughs> was AIDS in that scene, and that's it. <laughs> Next question, Matthew Dawson at Hopper 2400. Rambo has to cross over with an iconic 80s franchise. Which one would make for the best movie and which one would make for the worst? I mean, fuck, there are so many answers to that one. Right, right. Worst movie would be Back to the Future. Ooh, that's a call. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean 88 miles an hour? hour. What's a flux capacitor? Capacitor. Biff Ten would be dead in three seconds. Yeah, he, would. <laughs> he he would be in the future, past or present. I got to say, for for best, I think I would go with Lethal Weapon. That's good. Oh, that is I, good. I was gonna say Big Trouble in Little China. That would be good. Ooh, too. That's a that game. would be good too. Oh, now yeah. the now the worst. You tell me. Well, he said he said worst uh, back, back, back to oh, back. Oh, worst. Oh, worst. How about? How about Howard the Duck or Monster Squad? What are those two pieces of shit? What are those two abortions? Definitely, definitely Howard the Duck. How about Sophie's Choice? Because that time we get to win. (laughs) They snuck that in there. Next question. Has there ever been a quicker lover to death turnaround? Rambo gets a makeout session and two seconds later, she's dead. Also, the sound effects for his bow and arrow are ridiculous. Happy gutting at Lord Snurts or another buddy of ours. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard a bow and arrow make the boink sound like that before. Yeah, yeah. A well, you're not, at you're not pulling it back with the strength of Rambo. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not fucking forearm curling four hundred pounds, are you, Mike? Uh, I am not, sir. Okay. Uh, Dad, Delvin Cox, or another God, all of our friends are chiming in. His question is: Does he enjoy the sequels that ramp up the violence to an absurd degree, or would he rather the franchise end at the first one? Well, then it wouldn't be a franchise, Delvin. Oh, it'd be one. <laughs> Sorry to be a stickler. So sequels or no sequels? What would you like to say? What would you like to say? Uh, honestly, and I and I answered Delvin. I answered Delvin. I said honestly, first blood should have been last blood. Should have been mm-hmm. one. Yep. Should have been one. That, I mean, it would have been it would have been good. I mean, we could come back like to this point today and try to make that movie a, a little better. But you know what? It should have stopped at at one. It, it said what it had to say at one. The rest of it was just '80s money grab, baby. Well, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him for it. I don't blame him for it. As a 15-year-old, me love that movie. 
Well, in the original, in the original First Blood, he kills himself when the police have him surrounded. Right, right. right. That's right. I heard that. But I I disagree because I love Rambo (laughs) three and Rambo, the fourth one where he gets in the back of that 50 caliber machine gun and just shoots the living shit out of everybody and then cuts the last guy's head off with the music hitting. Fuck, that's great. Rambo five is bad. It's home alone with a fucking 65 year old man. Next question. At Ray Sicanis, oh, Ray, Rambo First Blood is a deeply introspective and thoughtful look at PTSD and the unappreciated looks, sorry, and the unappreciated troops after Vietnam. Part two is explosions with shouting. Funny, I call Ray's arguments explosions with shouting on the Who Would Win podcast (laughs) and when he comes on here. Uh, And his question is, is there another movie that you can think of that changes tonally as drastically while keeping the main characters or character the same. Honestly, Terminator. That's fair. Sustained. Terminator. Great. That's that's a solid answer. I like to go back to my Stifler argument. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but he changes in part three like a pussy. <laughs> but that's my point. He starts off as just this cool jock and he ends up being a complete idiot asshole. <laughs> a neutered queef is what he becomes. <laughs> What an about boy. Step for 101, your professors, Kevin Goatee and Professor Kevin Israel. <laughs> teaching this for three credits, kids. Three credits. That's right. Your parents paid to send you to school for two wise asses. Good news. It's pass fail. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we have a lovely teacher's adjunct here that we can have sex with at will without getting in trouble. Next. Oh, actually, that's it. So I have let's... I have one that somebody oh. tweeted at me oh, and we cool. actually already answered this, but I just want to give him credit because he asked it. Uh, Matt at Wicked Awesome. Asked, oh, yeah. I remember. I remember back in the 80s how Rambo style hunting knives were all the rage. Did you ever own one? And we already answered that, Matt. But yes. Good question. <laughs> Unknowingly, we did because <laughs> we're whatever. All right. Before we get to Mike, though, we got to talk Kevin Israel about our favorite sponsor. That is Athletic Greens. Holy mm-hmm. hell. I took their, their Athletic Greens, their travel supply with me to the Cayman Islands last week, and it was delicious. Had a, had a cup of it every morning right before I started poisoning my body with alcohol for the day. But nonetheless, it kept my gut health in check for a matter of half an hour. But Athletic Greens is fantastic. Why? Because Kevin and I take it every single day with, you know, a nice cold glass of water. It increases our gut health. Kevin, I know you love the taste. What, what, about, what, what else does it about it that, you, uh, that makes you, you know, a fan? Well, I, I, I love it. I've, I've taken a lot of supplements over my, over my lifetime, a lot of vitamins. A lot of the vitamins are either giant pills or horrible chalky powder mixes. Athletic Greens actually tastes good. It tastes like it's doing something for you. And best of all, it works. I'm 67. And look at me. <laughs> I look fantastic. So seriously, but seriously, Athletic Greens, it works. It helps It helps with your focus. Kick off your morning with it. It's better than a cup of coffee and uh, and probably a little bit cheaper. Actually, less than $3 a day, much cheaper than buying a cup of Starbucks coffee. No, thank you. And you're investing in your all-in-one nutritional insurance. And of course, no uh, nasty chemicals, no GMOs, less than a gram of sugar or artificial anything that supports sleep quality. And of course, do not forget you when you order us at athleticgreens.com slash GTSC, you get a year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five, five 
like five fun facts, five free travel packs that I took with me with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. You just don't get that many without with being a piece of shit, right? We have a lot of five-star reviews, not 7,000. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. Thank you, Athletic Greens. And now, Kevin Israel, Mike is calling six hours ahead from the land of beer and Lederhosen and Ziggy Zaki and German potato salad. Yumma, dumb, dumb. Mike Davenport, is your time now to gut, gut. The, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. All right. All right, let's let's get this started. Let's get this started. Rambo first book part two. Oh my god. Like I said in the beginning, 15-year-old me loved this movie. Why? Because I was 15. <laughs> and this movie was all sensory, sensory stimulation. <laughs> I, I honestly I was too too young to even understand the first movie was, you know, this actually this movie actually spoke to me because I was my brain was underdeveloped. <laughs> So of course, you know, today I look at this movie and I'm like, oh my God, this is this movie is a string of 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 scenes. You know, I, let's start off from the beginning where, you know, the idea of giving a special operation to a guy that murdered an entire police station. You know, I mean, <laughs> no, let's let's skip over everyone who's actually qualified for this mission and go for the guy that murdered a whole bunch of people in a police station. In rural West Virginia. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. If he's gonna kill uh, cops, if he's gonna kill cops, he sure as fuck is gonna kill Vietnamese soldiers. That's what I think. And, and, and you know, and you know that that's all well and good, but that wasn't even a mission. <laughs> they gave him a camera. They, they gave him a camera as an accessory. To, <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a camera as an accessory to all the all the, the machine guns that he was strapped that he had strapped to him going in. See, if I'm only taking pictures, um, why do I have all of these guns and knives and stuff? Well, you know what? It completes the ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> and my man going in with a, uh, uh, what was it, a commercial? Is that how we, we go into uh, missions now? And uh, was it, a, what kind of jet was that? Some kind I of think, black I, I think, South freaking Cessna? Oh, no, not Cessna, but a, a Streamline or something like that? I, th- I think they took the jet from leaving, uh, sorry, Escape from New York and used New that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, every they had to have a, a, a death-defying, there there's a death-defying scene count in every scene. So, you know, he couldn't just jump out of the damn airplane. No, he had to fall out of the airplane and almost get strangulated freaking getting hung up on the side of the plane. <laughs> I mean, and again, 15-year-old me saw that. It's like, oh, my God, he's hanging from the airplane. Today, me is like, fucking cut the cord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With that massive sword <laughs> of yours. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Dude, you literally have a goddamn, a goddamn gigantic knife on your hip. Cut the goddamn cord. This is not an issue. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And, of course... Of course, he couldn't land on target. Of course, he loses all of his shit because this is a video game. Of course, you, you go into the first mission and you don't have any shit. <laughs> so well, you, 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 you can't just have anything without any stakes or, 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 or uh, roadblocks or any kind of issues. 
You, you, you can't have a, you, you can't have a clean everything here. I hope you're. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Listen, you can even see him. Let's watch this. He's going to lose all of his shit. <laughs> he's like, this is where he's going to lose all of his shit. Yeah. So instead of going back to find the bag with all of his shit, <laughs> no, he just comp- tries to complete the mission with his bow and arrow. That would have been great if he, was, he keep- if, he, if he was hanging out the plane and goes, oh, there go my keys or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and how did he keep the bow and arrows? How did that stay on? Because it was a level one weapon that he had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, you don't see Felix losing his hammer, do you? <laughs> right. Jesus. But yeah, he he kept those. Uh, he managed to keep those uh, exploding grenades arrowheads, though. Well, they were in a they were in a pocket. Yeah, yeah. that were marked explosive. Yes. Explosive <laughs> in in the army font that they spray paint on boxes yes. and shit. I'm like, oh, this is so 80s, and I love it. Uh, you know, when he broke those out, I was like, man, um, you could have led with that. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm thinking you had these the whole time. Oh, I I I got to give it to the I got to give it to the 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 the, the Vietcom base commander. Oh, with honest, the horse with the horse. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, dude's like he oh he almost he oh, I thought I heard something. Oh no 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 no. His his his, his hooker comes back, grabs him, pulls him back, and said, "Oh, it must have been nothing." By yeah. the way, by the way, they revisit this same. Hooker visiting the uh, the the <laughs> barracks trope in Rambo Four in Laos. Of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they did. Nothing draws attention like hookers visiting the base. <laughs> and what do Americans know about all those little Asian countries? Those whores. That's all we know. Yeah, that's it. That's There's jungles and whores. Exactly. And exactly. two Boku. Two Boku. Two Boku. <laughs> Me love you long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What else you got, Mike? Let's hear it. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Uh, we were talking about, oh, yeah, that was another good point. The mobile POW camp, a mobile POW camp for was- 12 years. They kept those cats oh. for 12 years in a mobile POW camp for what? Farming. You keep American soldiers in a POW camp that moves so you can farm dope. Well, well, that is the, that is the greenest form of energy, right? I mean, God, I mean, fellas, come on, come on. Those cats were in there for twelve freaking years. I mean, new Coke was about to come out by the time those guys <laughs> came out. Oh no, I think it, I think it came and went already. Came and went, yeah, yeah. What what was the point of that? I what mean, a what a job description. Come on out, come out to the coast, get together, have a few laughs, torch some POWs, you know. How was your day today, honey? Ah, oh, you know, we got to use the hot knife and leeches on this guy today. It was great. <laughs> Always those leeches. He gets in there. And, okay. And I, it seems to be that, you know, you knew that he couldn't do this alone. So then homegirl shows up. And, oh, my God, it seems like, I don't know. I don't know where they get makeup in the jungle, but her, her shit was on point. <laughs> she, she looked good. She looked good, right? She looked like she didn't. She didn't look like 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 Vietnamese jungle good. She looked like runway good. Yeah, no, she was. She, she, she like she go. She went. She brought up and go. I got to put my face on to meet that American right, American right. face on. Right, holy shit! 
She looked good. I mean, it's like, she looked like she was playing jungle cosplay or some shit. I'm like, and, and you knew, she's like, oh my God. As soon as this girl started talking about uh, learning the word expendable and started dreaming about America, it was like, oh, let me look at my watch. Yeah, she about, she about done. <laughs> she is, she about done. That was like the, the countdown clock to when this chick was about to get, get done. Man, I, I don't know if they, I don't know if, if this movie invented that, that trope, but man, it, it, it exploited it to a T. I was, I was like, oh, she's done. (laughs) What mean expendable? (laughs) You're about to find out. And then, and then Rambo, sorry, and then Stallone made off three expendable films. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's the (laughs) punchline. That's the punchline. Waka, waka, waka. What else you got, Mike? Oh, my God. Oh, and of course, you know, we couldn't just have our bad guys be the Viet Cong. You know, that was, that's so uh, 70s, you know, 60s, 70s. You know, with this movie is a transitional movie. So we have to transition from our old typical bad guys to our new typical bad guys. And in come, da-da-da, the Russians. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, you know, everything seems to be coming full circle with that. But anyway. It's old as new. <laughs> everything old is new again. Typical Russians. Oh, my God. Are, Are you about to go on a racist rant? I'm all ears. No, 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 no. I grew up with the Russians being the bad guys. I, I joined the military when the Russians were the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is I've seen a lot of, but you know, the, the big Russian guy with the big Russian knives. You know, the big torture guy you know, is all of these tropes. This is where all these came from. This is the origin story yep. of the Russian bad guy trope. I mean, it's impeccable. And that, that one cat with the, with the thing on his forehead, the one, one actor with the thing on his forehead, the, 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 the bump on his forehead, oh, he's been like don't every act, bad. Don't act like you don't know that's Victor Maitland from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, of course. Of course. He's every Russian bad guy. He's everyone in the 80s. He's every bad guy. Victor Maitland, he's every bad guy in the 80s. He was everywhere. That cat was perfect for that role. Typecasting pays. Typecasting pays. Yes, it does. If you also caught this, uh, and this is a split second thing that I'm a fucking nerd for. The one of the prison guards, I forgot his name, but he's one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's closest friends. Yes. At his wedding. He was also the security guard in the running man. Where he goes, at the very end, he's like, Go, go get him. Like where Killian tells him, Go get him. He's like, Go get him yourself. Kind of thing, <laughs> and he's also the mall security guard in Mall Rats. I forgot. I think Sven is his name. Sven something. Hell of a catch. I yeah, he's like that. This guy is in a. This guy's he's 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 a, in a lot of Arnold's Arnold's movies back then. Yeah, um, the, last funny. time I saw him, last time I remember seeing him, he played it. He actually played a security guard in um in uh, the the uh, what's the name the uh, the John Wick movie. I think it's the second John Wick movie. No, it was the first John Wick movie. First John Wick movie. John Wick comes into the comes in after my man's son. He's at the club and he goes in the back door and the security guard right there and he oh, tells yeah. him the time, time time for you to take oh, the yeah. off, take the yeah. night off. That's that cat. Same yeah. dude. He says, Thank you, Mr. Wick, and goes off. <laughs> Good to see him career. still working. Yeah, his long career. Long career that gotcha. cat had. The typical, the typical '80s shit. Okay, Infinite right. Ammo, of course. I mean, let's. I mean, this whole movie was a celebration of the M60 machine gun, which, of course, 
you know, you just keep feeding bullets into it. It'll just mow down entire town, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and everything explodes like it's made of gasoline. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that. I mean, of course you have to have big explosions, but come on, man, uh, everything blowed up. Like it had gasoline in it. The, the the jeeps were blowing up like they had gasoline and the huts were blowing up like they had gasoline and you know every, <laughs> only thing it didn't blow up like it had gasoline and it were people who just <laughs> it took explosions the guy shot with of, the arrow blew up yeah <laughs> be blew up in the bits of meat and clothes <laughs> oh my god yeah it's I, I, i'm surprised you know it, this movie felt longer than it was it felt longer when i was a kid Somehow this movie just kind of, uh, you know, in the end, I was like, is it, is it over yet? Is it over yet? And then, uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, he still has to go in. He still has to, you know, celebrate the M60 for one last time and shoot up the, the evil computer, which, of course, you know, third bad guy in the movie was the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Taking away our jobs. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, this all all around, dude. This was a this was a a movie made for budding budding uh, high school testosterone. All right, <laughs> give me a number, Mike, one to ten of your opinion on this. Oh my God! This movie is a solid, solid three. I like solid it. three. All right, that's some hatred. I'll buy that. that. Solid three. Kevin, I'll go first this time. These notes brought to you by. Our live show, March 26th at the Secaucus, the Carasotis Theater in Secaucus, New Jersey. Come hang out with Kevin Israel and myself and Bill Ann. Bill, Bill Ann is, is fucking getting their own celebrity couple <laughs> name, Bill Ann. I'm going to tell them that. Bill uh, Schultz, Joanne Nosichinsky, we're doing it live. Again, we're going to watch Office Space as per their request oh, yeah. and do a live Ooh. podcast right after that in the theater. Tickets, go to eventbrite.com and search for Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. Get them now. They are moving last one sold out don't be left with your dick in the wind or your ladies in the wind we don't judge or <laughs> or whatever <laughs> notes breaking rocks in prison is the cheapest crossfit class ever except of course <laughs> except of course the sodomization in the showers that's a big oh. hard pass Hearing that opening Rambo music always sends shivers right up my asshole. Oh, I love that. I forgot John Kreese was in this. Now that makes two of the biggest dickhead roles in the 80s, <laughs> giving Billy Zapka a nice run for his money. James Cameron co-wrote this. I for, didn't know that. He's got his fingerprints on some of the best films of all time, except for Avatar. Uh, it's not an 80s action film unless you see an extreme close-up of sharpening knives, loading ammo, and flexing the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I went to school for film and TV, as I stated before. I am not an aerodynamics major nor minor, but I have a moment of uh, uh, that doesn't happen. The blonde guy who tried helping Rambo cut away his line, wouldn't he be sucked out of that plane as well? Yeah, there, I mean, there was a lot physics yeah. wrong with that whole. Yeah. Rambo grabbing a possibly poisonous snake and then leaving it. 
you know, sneaking up on the lady agent before plunging a knife in her chest. Just another day in the office. Right, hon? <laughs> Uh, I'm wondering how, how since so, since Stallone is so tiny, how he managed to bang over six foot tall Brigitte Nielsen. His face must have been in her pussy height the entire time they walked the red carpet with, with, with the ladder. <laughs> of course, yeah. you pull that out of watching Rambo somehow. I think about these things, Kevin, and that's why I know, this, I know. this podcast Your mind is, is hard fun. at work. <laughs> These POWs have two week old beards, not 20 year old beards. I, yes, I, yeah, I had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They should have yeah. they should have piss yellow beards like almost <laughs> bum fights do. They not, look bad. Not bad enough. Yeah. Not bad enough. Kevin Israel's beard is longer than some of their beards. <laughs> Today he shaved. Uh, I had Rambo part two for Commodore 64. And boy, did that game stink. Suck. The idea was you were in camp. You had to go get the prisoners with using the knife and go run up to the barracks and would cut them out, then escort them to the helicopter, then fly the helicopter to the base. But, of course, the Russian helicopter would chase you down and then shoot that down. And that was a wash, rinse, repeat game. I repeat, it fucking stunk. (laughs) How can POW swim after malnutrition and severe beatings? They can't. Cocaine. Right. (laughs) But they didn't have any, Kevin. No. At best, they had opium, and we all know how that works. Yes. How badass would it be? (laughs) How badass would it be to fire a rocket launcher? I have shot a sniper rifle. I have shot a 44 Magnum. But shooting off an RPG must be like titty-fucking a 1996 Carmen Electra. Your analogies, man. Fun, fun, fun fact. I actually saw. I actually shot a long you, rocket. I thought you say you. Oh, did fuck, you? I thought you say yes. titty fuck Carmen Electra. <laughs> I, I actually shot a law rocket in in training. How'd it feel? Oh, it's 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 the Carmen Electra thing. It's definitely the Carmen <laughs> Electra thing. It was the opposite. It, it was the opposite of X Men Apocalypse. Yes. What did you What did you blow up with it? Uh, a, a training vehicle, a a rusted out tank. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say homeless Polish people, but I guess not. Okay. <laughs> hey, kids, it's Victor Maitland from Beverly Hills Cop. Where is Serge from Beverly Hills Cop offering to make a lemon twist for Rambo? Of course. You get that when he gets home. Yeah. Of course, after a romantic and heartfelt experience, promise to bring Co back, she gets shot. Oh, how Shakespearean. Even the Capul- <laughs> Capulets and the, oh, I forgot the other one. They, she didn't, they, they didn't die in each other's arms that fast. <laughs> if that necklace were any tighter, he'd have a guy behind him with a piano wire or <laughs> a guy behind him at a gay bathhouse. <laughs> Hiding in mud and then killing that soldier has to be a top 10 kill in movie history. 100%. That scene made this movie. That scene was worth this entire movie. Yep. It was in the commercials. It was in the commercials for it. It was in the commercials for it. Yes, it was. It was in the commercials for it. Well played. They knew. They knew. Well played. Well played, Mario Kasser. Well played. (laughs) Well played. And and George Cosmatos, who also directed Tombstone. Uh, these Russians make zero to less than zero sound when they're being offed. 
That kind of goes against every human no- normal reaction of being killed. They're quieter than someone with a church mouse farting in a library. <laughs> I like how he took his sweet ass time to knock that bow and then aim at the guy who was shooting at him. He only had 15 seconds for the other guy to draw a beat on him to put him down. Holy shit. <laughs> A pilot jumping out of a helicopter to his death. This is the second time, well, the original, that we've seen this happen. The second, of course, get out. Terminator 2. out. Now, that brings a question for me to ask you two, lads. Would you rather take the chance with the knife or jump out of a helicopter 500 whatever plus feet above the earth? Oh, I'm going for the knife. Yeah, Yeah, knife. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll take the knife. Can I have the knife, please? (laughs) Snuck that in there. Surprise, there isn't some kind of music montage in this film. They could have easily done that. I think it's an 80s film. They could have easily had a music montage while he's killing all the soldiers chasing him. And it should have been the Benny Hill music. Oh, you saw my my post the other day, didn't you? (laughs) Mike, I said, I said, my next podcast will be us watching pornos at two times the speed while the Benny Hill theme plays in the background. (laughs) It doesn't miss. It doesn't miss. I mean, let's get ready for another (laughs) majestic. That doesn't happen. The Russian helicopter takes, I counted, 10 Mississippi before Victor Maitland is about to press the trigger. Stop it. That... It doesn't happen. <laughs> we've we've all played happen. video games. You see that guy? You fucking you, open yes. fire. Oh, my there's no, God. There's no, there's no waiting for dramatic effect. Right. <laughs> Is he alive? Right. Is he dead? Right. Well, look, quite the milk toast reaction from the staff when Rambo announces he's returning with POWs. It was more. I've seen better celebrations in Star Wars Episode Nine when they blew up that Death Star knockoff wannabe. <laughs> I call that the community college greeting. We're like, yay, yes. great, all right. Yay. Fuck that film. Rocka, Rocky, Rambo, and Rhinestone Cowboy. What range does he have here, kids? Does he know any limits? No. no. When, when Rambo strikes Crease with the gun, I would have shit my pants if when he dropped him, he would have said, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> this movie. I was hoping he swept the leg. Uh, (laughs) this movie is exactly what it promises to be 95 minutes of zero fat shit blowing up sly grunting the entire dialogue the entire time one that doesn't happen after another it's enjoyable it still sucks me in when it's on cable and it passes the remote test and i love seeing the same bad 80s bad guys on rotation as different characters in different films oh that was sweet. This film, look, it's got warts. We know that. Holy shit, does it have warts. But God damn, did it put a smile on my face as I watched us on the plane home yesterday. Six and a half out of ten. Wow. Kevin Israel, you're, I already know where this oh. is going. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, give, it, give it the hard pull. Give it the hard pull. <laughs> all right. So KG took almost all of my points about this movie. Um, 
So here's the interesting thing about this franchise, and uh, Race to Kane has kind of touched on it. The first movie had a real, a real point to it. It had a, a story. It really meant something. And the violence all made sense. And the first movie has one of my favorite scenes of all time when Troutman goes in and tells the sheriff who Rambo is and the trouble he's in. I love that scene when yep. he explains to him that this isn't just some vagrant, but they're like, you, you, ju- you just pissed off a murder machine. And now he's going to, I love that scene. Then you switch to this movie. And this movie actually has an interesting story too, that, you know, the government trying to cover up its, cover its ass by using a vet. And, and actually that's kind of why they pick Rocky, but they never, uh, Rocky, <laughs> why they pick, uh, why they pick Rambo because they knew he was expendable. He was a guy who was in jail. They were sending him in basically in to a meat grinder to choose a word from predator. Um, yeah. and they didn't, it didn't matter if he got out and they were able to lose him because nobody was going to ask any questions. So there was a really interesting story in there. Murdoch, you assume, works for the CIA, I guess, but they never really come out and say that. But he was he was an interesting character. That whole dyna- dynamic there between Murdoch and Troutman and Rambo was a really interesting dynamic that I wish they would have gotten into a little more. But that's not what this movie ended up being. This movie started out, clearly it had a real story that they wanted to get into, too, also like the like First Blood did. But then they were just like, you know what? Nobody fucking wants that. What people want <laughs> is Sylvester Stallone shredded, oiled up, flexing for 90 minutes. He flexed in every scene. He, I got cramps watching Stallone because every time nobody walks like this at all times. He was walking just luggage, just with luggage the whole time. It's crazy. Veins were popping out on him. It looked like he was taking a shit. And not a good one. The whole movie, he was so flexed and and just juiced, roided up. It was it just spectacular. This movie just is is a is an eighties asshole shit fest. Like this is this is as eighties as you get in this genre of movies. And this movie set the scene for so many other movies that tried to be it. This movie had so many great tropes. It had. The, the the reluctant hero being dragged back into the fray. It had the guy reading, you know, the, the, the commander reading the hero's jacket and going through all of his accomplishments. And, you know, this, you know, this isn't the guy you want to mess with. It has the exposition. <laughs> it, it has the scene, you know, and, and every movie just commando outdid this movie's arming up scene but you know the the, the headband the knife the, the arrow getting it the music in the background you know you and then it's, you're done that and you're like i want to go beat up somebody like this this movie did that for you and i have to say bringing up commando this is this is first blood part two is technically a better movie than commando <gasps> but i like commando better Commando is a more fun. I'd rather watch Commando, but on paper, this movie has a much better story and 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 almost kind of makes more sense. Where Commando is just a video game. Commando is literally like this movie has video game scenes. Commando is a video game that I'll watch over and over again. And it's it's. I think Commando is much more rewatchable than than this movie. Um, this does have a better villain. This has better villains. I'll, yeah. I'll say that, and I love. Commando. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, villains are better. Yeah, but Commando just fully accepts what it is. Like Commando is fully the Commando is the, the next form, like the final Saiyan of this of what this was doing. 
This this movie was still trying to be like, no, we have a political agenda and we have a story we're trying to tell and see there's meaning behind it. Oh, no, look, he just, you know, shot an arrow at a Jeep that blew up and then blew an entire bridge up because physics doesn't matter. Um, The other funny thing about this movie, and nobody touched on this, so I want to talk about it. This movie, which did have a political agenda, super violent. Just the nothing about this should have been for kids. And then it bred a cartoon oh, and toy, to, oh, cartoon yes. series. I forgot and, and toy God, the mention yes. of the cartoon. And I had com- the toys too. Damn <laughs> it. Uh, so did I. I had the I had the sick I had the six tire truck. I had the I had I had a couple different Rambos. I had Troutman, my brother had Rambo. And, and they the problem with the Rambo toys were the Rambo toys were so much bigger than the G.I. Joe action figures, which were actually G.I. Joe was always my base toy. And then everything else had to interact with G.I. Joe. And the Rambo figures were like 10 inches and yeah. the and the G.I. Joe action figures were six. Um, but the weapons the G.I. Joe, the, the Rambo figures came with were amazing. Mm-hmm. And they were all super realistic and spot on to this. Even his knife was looked amazing. But they, like. A, a toy company watched this movie and was like, "We need to, we need to market this to kids. Kids are gonna, kids. This is what kids are for." Like, if you went, if you went to most people and said, "Hey, what was Rambo's main weapon in the movie?" They would never say a bow and arrow. I forgot that it was a bow and arrow. But the weapon he uses the most in the movie is a bow and arrow. He kills yeah. more people with the machine gun because they just all line up and he just shoots them all down with the M60. But he's basically an archer. He's like, he's, he's Hawkeye before Hawkeye was Hawkeye. <laughs> and even Hawkeye would watch this movie and be like, nah, bro, that's nah. not how a bone <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a less gay Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I loved this movie as a kid. I was 10 when this movie came mm-hmm. out and I probably didn't see it till I was I probably 11 or 12. And I don't remember anything about the storyline of this movie. I remember flashes of this movie. I remember the this the torture scene. I remember being really tough. I remember that being a really tough scene as a kid. Watching it now was like that's that was everything that happens to him. He gets a little scratch on his eye and then yeah, and shots a couple times and then he just he murders everybody. And one thing I I loved was the girl Bri- Cho Co whatever her name is breaks into the camp and it looks like she's gonna save him, but they couldn't let a woman save Rambo, and so he just somehow. <laughs> Beats everybody up in the room, you know, whatever he did. I can't even remember what he did, but he somehow he, he, he distracted them with the, with the radio and then he just beats everybody up. And she kind of ended up showing up for really no reason. And I feel like the original way he was going to be, he was going to be rescued by her. And Stallone was probably like, no, nobody rescues me. I rescue me. And they were like, all right, sly, do whatever the fuck you want. Just fuck the, yeah. fuck the plot. <laughs> Yeah, she was. Uh, she shot. Didn't she shoot one of those cats? Up she shot a few guys. She, 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 yeah. shot a few guys. she shot a few guys, but she didn't. She didn't save him from no. being tortured. He, you know, he did that himself. <laughs> one, my one issue at the end of the movie was why didn't Rambo blame Troutman for everything that happened too? Rambo had no reason to believe that Troutman wasn't in cahoots with them, but he shows up, kicks. Uh, you know what's his name in the nuts, or or hits him in the nuts with the, with the gun. Goes and shoots an entire computer bank, which I love. Eighties computers, just flashing lights and buttons that don't and make real to real machines that spin. Yeah, yeah, real, yeah. And the bullets, by the way, if you watch, nothing happens to the computer. There's like yeah. sparks shooting out, but mm-hmm. nothing actually blows up or or falls apart. And 
But he never blames Troutman for any of this. And as far as he knows, Troutman was in on it all. There was no reason he had to b- believe that Troutman wasn't in on it all. Through the whole franchise. There was, a, there was a theory for a long time that Troutman was actually behind all of this. I wouldn't. I, <laughs> all I wouldn't of his misery. Troutman just keeps throwing him back into the meat grinder. <laughs> wait, wait. And then, and then to add insult to injury, Rambo goes to save him in part three. Yeah. That's, right. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And then, uh, then in a more ironic tone, he goes to fight the Russians who are occupying Afghanistan, the Mujahideen. And then 20 years later, they go and bomb the World Trade Center, that whole yay, area, the whole area. reverse, reverse uh, yeah, what it all comes it. full circle. It did, yeah. it, it did not age well. So anyhow, I agree with I agree with KG. This is first of all, this is a cl- this is a classic movie. It's not a great movie. It's a it's a movie that existed in its time and will exist, especially in guys. We're all roughly around the same age mm-hmm. in guy and our hearts in a certain way. And we'll look up back on it a certain way on rewatch. The movie definitely didn't hold up. I, I don't agree that I don't think it's incredibly rewatchable. If it's on cable, I'm definitely probably not stopping to watch it. I'll rewatch First Blood. I, I love that movie. I think that's a fantastic movie. This is this is a kind of a, a, a watered down mutated version of that, you know, on Jolt Cola. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't hate watching it. I did. I, I laughed a lot where you probably definitely weren't supposed to laugh at the movie, but it, 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 it I don't think it holds up. And especially, but, but now with the Russians being the bad guys again, it's kind of, was kind of eerie to watch like yeah. them be these cartoonish bad guys. And now it's like, they're really, really bad guys actually. So uh, yeah. not terrible, not great. Not super rewatchable on my part, but it is a huge part of my childhood, and it does what it meant to do. This movie achieves everything they wanted it to achieve mm-hmm. when it was in its final cut. For me, it's a 5.5. One point off. I thought you were going to say six or six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what the people who didn't laugh when that commanding officer got an explosive arrow in the chest because I know we all guffawed. These people <laughs> did not. Critics, five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews by critics. So powerful and intoxicating is this kind of movie hero that when we see him operating in a flaw-riddled movie like Rambo, we realize that heroic action can override almost any script. True. True. As subtle as an exploding arrow to the head, it almost feels (laughs) as if this takes everything that First Blood did so well to restrict and just throws it at the audience double-fold. Mm-hmm. Precisely this sort of unapologetically brutal piece of work that's sorely missing from contemporary multiplexes. True. We haven't seen (laughs) Really? When's the last time you saw a good quality shoot-up film, Mike? Go ahead. Oh goodness. Well, you know, today, yeah, I would say, yeah, we're 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 missing that. Yep. But that's my point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for making my point. Corny, (laughs) sure, but a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> Find Kevin Goatee. <laughs> right, right. I, it still puts a smile on my face. Critics, one star reviews. You know you make me want Critics, one star reviews. Critics, one star reviews. And critics, one star reviews. Critics, one star reviews.
Oh, this reviewer. <laughs> I love him already. Ready, Kevin? You're going to know why. Mountains, mud, mutil- mutilation, and mortars. <laughs> I love alliteration, Mike. I mean, I'm quite the fan. Mountains, mud, mutilation, and mortars can't keep Rambo down, but a heavy-handed plot, stop it. Unrelenting vines, violence, and a screeching soundtrack deliver pummeling blows to viewers. Mm-hmm. No. A heavy-handed right. plot? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll say overtones in the last 30 seconds, sure. Right, right, right. But, but the other 94 and a half minutes, nope. <laughs> nope. Rambo's significant beefcake factor is so pronounced in First Blood Part 2 that it practically begs to be taken as queer baiting camp. Fair. <laughs> sign, wow. Joel, sign Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Get ready. Finally, the blowhard virtue signaling critics have come back to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> all, in all, yeah, all in all, it is a pretty offensive movie, especially to the Americans who fought in Vietnam. <laughs> no, it's not. Wow. It's not. Yeah. Why? <laughs> From its whip em up music to doggy cliches, the movie is a rubbish pile. Even the vaunted action scenes don't show fresh verve or tactical flair. They're just stunts with big price tags. Flair. Does he have to wear 18 pieces of flair on his uniform like like an office space? I don't like to talk about my flair. I hate, hate critics. (laughs) Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. Gutting power. We finally get to see John Kreese as he was in Vietnam in this classic Karate Kid prequel. <laughs> well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to quote Matthew uh, Lillard from Scream, but wait, there's more. As we expected, he's a total piece of crap. In this unusually named prequel, Rambo First Blood Part Two, we follow the unscrupulous exploits of the titular titular adversary in the Karate Kid series, John Kreese. While the movie is extremely entertaining and secondary character John Rambo is a complete badass, (laughs) John Kreese lives up to his name by being a true piece of crap by betraying Rambo when he is most needed. The plot is also quite interesting as it tells the Kreese tale from the perspective of the betrayed John Rambo. (laughs) A very, very interesting point of view, in my opinion. In the end, however... We quickly discover that the Cobra Kai sensei has always been a total piece of garbage. The movie gets five stars. The secondary hero, John Rambo, gets five stars. But John Kreese gets zero stars. What an a-hole. Sign, <laughs> sign Billy Zapka. That might have been my favorite review we've ever read. You've ever read on this podcast. Let me tell you. Wow. The first wow. one that popped up, my eyes were like cartoon cat character eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is making the cut. In fact, it's in first position. 
I am not a Rambo diehard. I sorry, I am a Rambo diehard fan, and I have all the Rambo movies already. All, however, not in 4K. The Rambo two and 4K in my 4K DVD player and 4K measly 75 inch, not 85 inch TV. It is an awesome movie in 4K. And with my clips, clips. Six speakers, it is outstanding. I recommend, highly recommend all the Rambo movies in 4K if you can afford it. I have to wait for them to go on sale on, at, on, on Amazon. I love the audio nerds who have to fucking name drop all the Right. Movies. Oh my God. Dude, what was that? A, a commercial for his shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Mr. Bose? No. I went to see Rambo 2, aka Rambo Missions. Movie back in 1985 when it first came to the theaters. I went to see it while on leave from the military with my dad. It was a fantastic movie for its time and made me damn proud that I was in the military and serving my country, just as my dad did after the Korean War and the Vietnam War. Sadly, my dad passed away on in 2010 on January 1. Happy New Year! Uh, in his loving memory, and also remembering seeing Rambo 2 together, which is the memory. What the fuck? Which is the very first time that I understood my dad and what he went through in Vietnam and Korea and bonding so closely with him that at the time I had a Rambo style survival knife made by hand to honor him. Now, (laughs) now, whenever (laughs) this is great, whenever I grab my beautiful knife to use it, even though it is not an exact Rambo two knife replica. I can still hold it and remember my dad and that wonderful time we spent together watching Rambo 2. Thanks for reading. I'm glad this guy put his dad's memory into a knife where he stabs runaways, hobos, and subway passengers. Right? Oh. Oh, crazy. What is that guy doing with this? Whenever I grab my knife to use it. (laughs) To commit murder. What is he using that sword for? To cut up the post, man. (laughs) Love the Rambo movies from my bought for my son and I to watch wash. She wrote together. These movies are great where each movie gets better and better instead of instead of the first one being good and going downhill. These actually get better. Interesting. Okay. Had to show my son the world of Rambo. (laughs) What a world. Yeah, wait till you, you should you should have showed him Rambo Part Two for Commodore sixty four. He would have checked right the fuck out of that world. <laughs> we like the action. The story is horrible, though. My wife kept hiding her eyes from the blood and violence. Maybe the wife just wasn't hiding her eyes, guys. Maybe she was just dilling herself at the same time and picturing that she was a POW that was rescued rescued by John Rambo. Maybe that was the case. <laughs> Amazon one star reviews. Amazon One Star Reviews. It's time for Amazon One Star Reviews. Amazon One Star Reviews. By the way, Mike, has anybody told you you look like Tommy from the show Martin? Yes, I get that all, especially with the beard now. Yep, yep. (laughs) Amazon One Star Reviews. I, I watched this for a paper I had to write for class. (laughs) <laughs> what shitty community college are you going to? Let's play that wow. game. <laughs> I understand this movie was made at the height of the 1980s Macho Man popularity, but the historical inaccuracies made me want to tear my hair out. Guys, 
If he thinks there are inaccuracies in Rambo, wait till he watches Demolition Man and finds out Schwarzenegger was president. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. Yeah. I uh, Don't go to Rambo for the historical accuracies, please. <laughs> this one is long, but Kevin Israel, this may be the other favorite review you've heard today. Ha ha ha. Fooled you. I actually love this movie and I freaking love to be an American. This movie demonstrates why guns, bombs, rocket laden helicopters, a hot Asian chick and more guns. What else do you need for life? I almost wet myself when I saw this movie at the theater back in the 80s. Rambo is a new archetype of man, the new mythological pedagogical device meant to help us realize our human potential. Come on. Let's be honest. We've all been screwed by the man. We've all been sent on errands meant to fail just to make our superiors look competent. We've all been abandoned under direct command. And these are the people you protect with your pain, in quotes. We're just grocery store clerks sent to collect the bill. Sorry, Apocalypse Now reference. But do you think I'd care if I was left alone on a mountaintop surrounded by a division of North Vietnamese armed with AK-47s all after my arse? Not in your life, baby. At least, not after I saw this flick. I knew I'd still be able to take care of business, provided I had a trusty sidearm, which was sprayed with mildew and had an emaciated countryman who had been incarcerated into a stupor as a sidekick. You may scream. Fuck. You may scream. There is no scream. There is no shame. No, my friend, you may scream, you Soviet tool, when Rambo rips you limb from limb in a fit of homicidal vengeance. Don't bother me with that touchy-feely pap like Platoon or Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's Lists. Jesus Christ. Bruh, bruh. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not done. Any real man knows that this is what war is really about. I can't recommend this movie enough. It will absolutely satisfy any lust you may have for ultraviolence. God bless. Bruh, who hurt you? The FBI needs to put a marker on this guy. (laughs) Dude, I'm more in love with the fact how this guy tried to Kaiser Soze everybody in the Amazon (laughs) one-star review section. (laughs) The next one. The dialogues are so bad. The acting is so ridiculous that I did not know if I would cry or laugh when I saw the movie. This flick is worse than the stuff I've seen since the Chuck Norris series. Now, guys, we all know that he would not have the balls to tell Chuck Norris this because according to Chuck Norris facts, he can snatch this man's trachea clean out of his neck while being three states away while giving anal to Celine Dion. True. That's true. True. Next to Rocky, the character of Stallone's will go down in the history of the worst thing since Lee Majors. Dare he. Was disappointed. Oh. I was disappointed with the lack of logic to this movie, unlike the first, which was good. After this is most is the most horror movie, horrific movie sequel. Sorry, horrific movie sequel ever to have been released since the Killer Tomatoes films. <laughs> wow, Stein Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> I literally almost lost my life after watching this movie when it first came out. My friends went to see it and told me that it was so funny that we had to go. The entire theater was jam-packed, and we had to sit in the front row, R-O-W-E. I was eating popcorn, and we were both laughing so hard at how dumb and ridiculous that it was. I sucked a piece of popcorn down my throat, and when they tell you that you are choking, you can't make a sound, 
they are right. I managed to lean forward, stick my finger down my throat, and dislodge the meddlesome piece of puffed corn. Now, that is how stupid this movie is. It is so stupid that it almost killed me. Now, that is stupid. All right, Kevin Israel, on three. One, two, three. That, that doesn't didn't happen. 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 No. <laughs> yeah, no. Kevin Israel, did Mike Davenport gut this sacred cow? This sacred cow came armed with an M60, a rocket launcher, <laughs> a massive knife with a compass in the handle. Yeah. And was ready for ready to fight. It's oiled up. Mike brought it, but I think this cow is still standing. Uh, oh yeah, I know you 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 definitely look. You you went you went bow to pistol with this thing and it was it was close, but I, I think <laughs> I think Rambo is gonna continue to be uh the great American hero. I don't know. <laughs> if cow I don't know how to say it in cow, but it's never over. <laughs> no. Mike, it was a great job, Mike. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Mike, tell the fine folks what you're up to and where we can find you. All right. I am the creative director of the Marvel Universe Online Project. We can, you can find me usually on Twitter, but we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, or you can come to our website, check out the project at www.themarveluniverseonline.com. Nice. And we can also find you on reruns of Martin. Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, what's up? What's up? What's up? Kevin Israel, (laughs) how about you? Uh, Check out my website, kevinisrael.com, for upcoming comedy dates. There's stuff flowing in. March and April look like they're going to be pretty busy. And uh, more importantly, like Kev said earlier, get your tickets to our live show on March 26th in Secaucus, New Jersey. It's going to be a blast. We're going to watch Office Space in the theater. That alone should get you to come out. When can you guys see that movie in the theater? You haven't been able to see that movie in the theater for decades. And now you can. And not only that, you get to watch it and then get to hear why Bill Schultz and Joanne Nosichinsky, Nosichinsky hate the movie. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a great time. Our first live show with Karate Kid was awesome. This is going to be even better because we're released from all the COVID restrictions. So we're going to fill that theater. And you should be one of the people filling that theater. So go to eventbrite.com. Check out us at Gutting the Sacred Cow. Buy your ticket. Be there and have a blast. Well, that was beautiful. And almost as beautiful as what David Gray had said in our YouTube page. Not a, well, I'm not going to read the first part. Yeah, I will. Not a fan of this, of this guest. I won't say which episode. But I'm a huge fan of this show. Heard it, heard about it while listening to Who Would Win and promptly binged the whole catalog. I'm surprised GTSC isn't bigger. Great show with a no holds barred kind of attitude. Nice shit like that makes us smile. And you can do more making us smiling by going on our podcast pages like YouTube, like Apple, like Spotify. I oh, can't leave a review on Spotify. Go on Apple, make our lives easier. And leave us at five-star rating, <laughs> two or three sentence review, gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com, gutting the sacred cow.com to buy some sweet ass merch, long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts, hats, mugs, bags, cell phone holders, you name it, we have it. And like Kevin said, less than a month as we tape this now for our live show. It's gonna be a blast eventbrite.com like kevin said and search gutting the sacred cow and of course we can't thank our guest mike davenport enough for coming on mike thanks a lot man we had a blast great meeting it and we will see you all later take care bye
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.